Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the NUA Masters Podcasts. Today I'm joined with Lindsay Elise Jolly. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for coming along. It's good to have Thanks you here. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. So you are uh, doing the MA course on fine art. Yes, I right? am. So let's let's get stuck in. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're sort of doing at the moment and your, your bit about your practice? Yeah. Um, I mean, I work mostly in sculpture. Um, I do a bit of painting and other bits and pieces. I kind of, I really like finding new techniques and new materials and I find that quite exciting. So I'm always quite experimental and always willing to give new things a try. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tend to end up going back to sculpture mm-hmm. um, most of the time. And the other things are done alongside that. So, why, it's, why, is, why do you find that? Why, why, why is it? What is it about sculpting that kind of brings you back to it? Um, I think because it feels like you're engaged with the materials in a on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, with painting and things, you can often feel like there's a bit of a separation. Whereas with sculpture, it's um, your or the techniques I use with sculpture. I tend to be very closely involved with the materials mm-hmm. and I like this idea of collaboration with the materials so I tend to use materials that are not necessarily the most cooperative um, <laughs> and I mean I always like a challenge as well um, which is partly to do with my background having been housebound and so on mm-hmm. um, so it's it's art that kind of pulled me out of that and um, it's one of those things where I I choose to do the things that are slightly more difficult for me because it pushes the boundaries for me and it expands what I can do mm. over a mm. period of time. So it's constantly building me up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that has huge benefits for me as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more of a sort of a personal investment into yeah. what you do as opposed to just communi- almost communicating a message and you know, engaging other people. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very personal thing. Um, and... Like like I say, I I love this contact with the materials, which I think, again, is when I was housebound, I was so isolated. Mm. And when you're that isolated, you actually you lose your confidence and you gain anxiety issues and all sorts of unpleasant things. Um, so that interaction with something of the outside world is really mm. important to me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hands on. Yeah. almost control of a material right but you did mention yeah. you, you, you work with some maybe not the most easiest materials yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean at the moment I'm doing a lot of stone carving uh-huh. um, and one of the things I really love about that is that each stone is different so mm-hmm. you can never know exactly how a stone is going to react until you start working with it um, so I don't tend to start out with too firm an idea of what I want to do until I've worked the stone a little bit and started to get an idea of how it's going to respond mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it comes back to this idea that then you're actually collaborating with the materials more more than you imposing your will on them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's, just listen to you say that, it's almost like a, a sense of identity to the materials. Yeah. And then I think some somebody like myself who mm-hmm. uh, I don't, do anything near what yeah. you do but like you know um clay and stone and stuff mm-hmm. are, are for me exactly that but yeah what you're saying is almost like a little identity to these you know that each, yeah. each one is um, different right and yeah they react to i mean you. that's the thing you can't just say stone or even like a type of stone you can't even say limestone mm. and expect that it's all going to do exactly the same thing i mean you get some pieces of limestone that carve so easily it's like 
um, chipping bits off butter, you know, and it mm-hmm. goes so smoothly. Um, and then you'll get another bit that's filled with bits of flint and shell and all sorts of things. And you'll come across all sorts of things as you start to work the stone. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they'll break in certain ways and... Um, you'll find some of them that have got cracks buried in them that you didn't Mm -hmm, see before. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, then that will mean that they're going to do something slightly differently to what you'd expect. So it's, you never quite know how it's going to go until you get there. That sounds quite exciting. Yeah. I think some people, uh, maybe an older me would have been a bit scared about that, but uh, yeah, I've kind of got to a place where actually I kind of, I like the unknown and um you know, I like not quite knowing how things are going to come out, mm-hmm. which is a little bit scary, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about kind of what mm-hmm. brought you up to here. So uh, have you always done sculpting? Because I know you mentioned you yeah. did painting uh, and um, we talked a little bit about sort of you've done illustration work. Yeah. No, I didn't. I wasn't really involved with sculpture at all before I came to Nua. Mm-hmm. Um I basically I've always been creative. I've always drawn and always made things. But um, when I was at school, I was quite good ap- academically. I picked things up fairly easy. Mm-hmm. So I was always actually directed away from art. Oh. Um, and it wasn't until I became housebound and I needed something to stop me from going crazy because, you know, there's only <laughs> so much daytime TV you can watch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I needed something to put my attention to. And it, it kind of worked like a bit of mindfulness as well because I was yeah. in quite a bit of pain. Yeah. But you can, when you can focus on something else, it doesn't take the pain away, but it stops it from being the forefront. Yeah. Um. So it makes it more manageable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So I got very into drawing and painting again then. Um. And then I started working in the craft industry. Mm-hmm. I was making sample cards for TV programs. Mm-hmm. Um. So when they brought out a new product, they would want samples to show what you can make with it potentially Um, and I was the person (laughs) behind the scenes that was making all of these cards Um, so I got into doing illustrations for the craft market Mm -hmm. as well as digital stamps but I was always drawing things that somebody else wanted and I was never doing the things that I wanted okay yeah yeah Um, so I decided to go back into education um, which was definitely a change of pace yeah and I went and did an access course at City College. Yeah. And I was thinking I would then go on and do illustration when I went to university. But whilst I was at City College, because it's an access course, you get kind of a taste of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of fell in love a little bit with fine art. <laughs> so I was faced with a decision of what to do. And mm-hmm. my tutors advised me to apply to both the illustration and the fine art courses. And they said that they would make the decision for me. Um, but I got accepted to both. And I made my decision based on the fact that I was really, really nervous about not getting a place on fine art. But I wasn't on illustration. Uh, okay. So it made it very clear to yeah. me how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. Worried about not having it. Shows yeah. you that you want to desire it more. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And that's when you did started your BA. Yeah. Uh, which was in, when did you say? I started 2014, finished 2017. So, and then you're doing the, the full-time master's course, aren't yes. you? So uh, depending on kind of when people listen to this, mm-hmm. you're in it at the moment, coming yeah. to the end of it almost. Yeah, I, in that kind of crazy period at the moment where <laughs> I'm running around like a lunatic most of the time and I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm constantly assessing how long things are going to take me to do and how many days I've actually got to do it in. Um, 
And you spend a day, if you're anything like me, you just spend a day assessing that and then you're one day shorter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's always the way. And I mean, I think there's a thing about student life or fine art life where you seem to, you have these brilliant, crazy ideas that are going to be amazing, but you don't quite realise exactly how much time it's going to take you to do it. Mm. Um, so you end up so that you're working like 24-7, you know, you sleep a little <laughs> bit and you eat whatever you can find that doesn't take any time to do. And you're just kind of surviving through that period. So that's where I am at the moment. <laughs> I could totally, totally empathize that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about sort of NUA because you, you, you're from the Norfolk area, are you? Um, Norfolk and Suffolk mostly. Okay. I've moved around quite a bit, but I've always been in East Anglia. So why, why um, the, I guess two questions here, why mm-hmm. the year, what, the MA now, mm-hmm. and what, what are you up to in that year? And then also, I guess, why, why here? Um, well, why I chose to do the MA now is because after my BA, I went into working for an internet-based company called Pop My Mind. Um, and it was fantastic. I was really lucky that I'd graduated from a fine art course and I was working within the arts. So, yeah. you know, I, f- I felt very privileged, but it was absolutely crazy. And I was working <laughs> pretty much nonstop and I was still doing exhibitions, but it was all rushed and last moment and whenever I could fit it in. So I felt like I got kind of separated from my practice mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get back to a place where I could reconnect with it and really sort of think about my motivations for doing it and and what was important to me. Oh, okay. So even though you, you were working, it was almost slightly sort of pushing you in the direction that distanced you from the reasons why you were doing yeah. art, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, kind of. And have you found that now bringing back and being on the masters that the projects that you've done throughout this has, has given you that? or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's raised a lot of questions for me and I've <laughs> spent a lot of time thinking I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but, you know, I kind of think that's a good thing because when you get to that point where you feel like you have no idea what you're doing, you're kind of forced to confront it and think about it. Mm. And um, it actually gets you to a place where you understand actually what it is that's important to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think the Masters has really done that for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely highlighted that. I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned there, uh, maybe it was in jest that mm-hmm. you, you spent a lot of time not knowing what, what you're doing and, yeah. and things like that. But I've, I've uh, had the privilege of seeing some of your work at a recent mm-hmm. exhibition that you did. It was the New Masters? The New Masters exhibition, yeah. yeah. Um, and some of the stuff you that I got to see of yours was, mm-hmm. was really, really interesting and very thought-provoking. Thank you. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of that as just as to give people an example of some of the yeah. stuff you're doing? I mean, um I had lots of different aspects of work in the New Master show, which kind of fits with my practice and the fact that I do work across a lot of different media. Um, The initial pieces that I made for the New Master's exhibition were in response to the space of the shoe factory. Okay, yeah, yeah. um, Which is a very industrial building, but it's kind of got to that point where actually it's been left where and in places nature is kind of starting to reclaim areas of it and for those people listening that don't know that's the old shoe factory in the city of norwich yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um at st mary's, st. mary's works. works and um yeah i mean it's a fantastic space which i absolutely fell in love with mm. and i would quite like to live there <laughs> um but yeah so the 
the pieces that I made were kind of combining all of these industrial elements with mm -hmm. organic shape. Um, I mean, I tend to work in a way that produces quite organic shapes. Yeah. Um, I like things that I like things that are kind of involved in a little bit of trickery that kind of look like they might be one way and you would expect them to be made out of one thing, but actually they're quite different. So mm. um, I had some pieces in there that were made from concrete canvas and pieces of old rusted metal. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, these things, they look like they're made out of fabric. But actually, if you touch them, they're like rock solid because they're actually made out of concrete. Mm. So, um, and I like that element of things. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was working with some paper mache stuff in one of my last units and I made pieces that were designed to look like they were bronzes, mm. but they were actually made out of household rubbish. And <laughs> I love the responses that you get from people when, like when people went and picked them up, you know, they're expecting these things to be really weighty really kind of precious objects mm. and actually they're really light and they are literally just made out of rubbish and <laughs> I kind of I love that kind of element of not quite knowing what you're getting yeah I guess the experience there is in the touch as well right yeah. as opposed to just the visuals yeah I mean I'm very into the idea of tacit learning mm. which is basically touch-based and um I did a session with one of the curation students where she came out and watched me work and did some photography mm -hmm. and spoke about my practice. And one of the things that she mentioned um, was that actually when I'm stone carving, there's a thing that I do, which I hadn't even noticed, where I run my fingers across the stone yeah. after, like, I'll do a few chippings away and then I run my fingers across the stone. So it's more of a case of, I think I take more from how it feels than I do from how it looks, yes. actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that, that, I'm not necessarily surprised <laughs> listening to what we've been talking about with the your sculpting, you know, very yeah. hands-on and, uh, and the way you feel about your materials, which I think <laughs> is really, really thought-provoking and really interesting. Um, so... Well, this sort of uh, the MA degree show is coming up, yeah. right? So uh, this is kind of very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Will we see? I'm excited to see kind of what what you're going to bring. Thank you. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, the plan is that um, I may have a painting and a sculpture in there. Mm -hmm. um, the sculpture will be. It's based on the idea of a cairn, which is like a journey marker for hikers, or they used. Um, as memorials or spiritual Okay, things. and if I'm right, that's the sort of, for a layman, the stacking of Yeah, rocks, stacking right? of stones, yeah. Stones, sorry, Except yeah. all of my stones are going to be hand-carved. Mm -hmm. So I've made a lot of work for myself. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not 100% sure exactly how it's going to look at the mm -hmm. end right now, but um, it's getting there and I've got a little pile of rocks that I've carved and are waiting to be filed and so on so it's kind of like a production line at my house at the moment. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of used to that. I, I've gotten to a point where actually to be an artist, I think, for me anyway, I know there are artists out there that are so precise and so tidy. Mm -hmm. That's just not me at all. I live in chaos, but I know where everything is. It works for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's planned chaos. Yeah. You know? It's exactly, there's a plan to it. So that sounds really exciting. Um, I think if if... If you're listening to this uh, and it's before uh, the end of August 2019, then definitely come and check check the show out. There'll be sort of Lindsay's work as well as lots of other people and the people we've discussed, uh, interviewed with on this podcast. But if you are listening to this, or if we have people that listen to this <laughs> that might be thinking about doing a master's yeah. course, is there any advice that you might um, give them? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say if you want a good community feeling where everybody is accepted, then this is a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons that I came back here because it kind of, doing my BA, it was like, um, I suppose the best way to explain it is when I did my access course, because you're with all other disciplines and so on, um, the fine artists are kind of labeled as crazy. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, they look at you a bit funny and they're like, I'm not sure I quite get what you're doing there. Um, whereas here, you know, it's just you kind of embrace the crazy here, if yeah. you know what I mean. And there's a place for everyone and everybody's welcome here mm-hmm. and everybody's supported. And it really feels like a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of that supportive environment that made me want to come back here. You know, there was no question that I would look anywhere else because I just loved my time here so mm-hmm. much. It was like coming home. <laughs> oh, um, so, so, yeah, I mean, definitely, if you want that kind of supportive environment, this is a great place to be. And I know some other fine art courses in other places I've had that people are a little bit snobby and a little bit cliquey and it's all a bit pretentious. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that exists here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so this is a really nice environment to work in. Mm. Um, With regards to doing the masters, uh, if you're going to do it full time, try not to have to work (laughs) because it is really intense. Um, I mean, it's been fantastic. Mm. I've loved being back here and I felt so privileged, you know, when you sit and think, okay, today's just going to be for making or today's just going to be for research. You realize actually that's a huge privilege. Yeah. so it's been great to be back here. But yeah, if you're going to do full time, try not to have too much else going on mm-hmm. because it's intense um, in a great way. But it is a lot and mm. you kind of have to give a lot of yourself to doing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Part time people seem to be a little bit more laid back because they've got a little bit more thinking time, mm. Mm. Um, which is lovely. But um, I don't know, it's kind of nice to be in the throes of it full time and to be Mm. fully committed to something. So there are pros and cons to both. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, But I mean, as far as if you're thinking, should I go back into education or you're in a job that you don't feel is really you Mm -hmm. and you think you want to make some changes, I'd say do it. It's been the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. Jump in the deep end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. uh, You kind of spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to swim, but (laughs) it's really fun. (laughs) That's the best bit. The the magician, Bob, who's uh, helping us on the podcast, is nodding along in in the sound (laughs) room. So uh, he gives you approval on that advice as well. Um, So this this question I've asked everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not being unfair to you, but it's a big question. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's next? Uh, Honestly, I'm not really sure. I kind of, I'm applying to lots of residencies and things like that. I've done a residency before and I absolutely loved it. It was Mm -hmm. an amazing experience. Um, I like the idea of research fellowships. I kind of like the idea of teaching, but only at university level because I don't think I'd have the patience for teenagers that really aren't interested. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I don't really know, but Mm -hmm. I've kind of got to a stage in my life where actually... I'm okay with not knowing and um, I kind of think that every time I make really serious set plans, life tends to throw a spanner in the works and things don't go the way I expect them to. So I kind of, I'm just floating about on the breeze and seeing where it takes me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I just 
kind of have to have faith that I'll end up where I'm supposed to be at the end. Yeah, well, I think from the conversation we've had and having yeah. the, the, the luxury of seeing some of your work, I, I don't doubt that you'll definitely find something and just keep mm-hmm. going and land on your feet for sure. Um, so before, I guess, we wrap up, um, mm-hmm. I've I've seen some of your work, but if yeah. somebody listening to this really wanted to get a hold of and have a look mm-hmm. at the, some of the stuff you'll do or, or get in contact with you, um, where's the best place to go for them? Um, my website is probably the best place to go, which is www.lindsayelisejolly at, uh, sorry, .co.uk. Mm-hmm. We'll put the it uh, yeah. down in, in mm-hmm. our um, description of the episode and um, where on the website where we host this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's been wonderful chatting with you. Yeah, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, thanks for coming along. Um, That's all right. Thank if, you. Um, if anybody wants to check out um, uh, Lindsay's work, then the degree show should be coming up, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. It might be a real time experience, yeah. traveling back in time listening to this. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.